Hey, Woken Free Nation, Newsly is an audio app for iOS and Android. It picks up web articles about the most trending topics on the web at any given moment and reads them to you in a natural human voice. For the first time in the history of the internet, the entire web becomes listenable. Browse articles from topics you choose and start playing. Stop scrolling, start listening. You can follow any topic as specific as you like, from sports, science, to Bitcoin, or even one of your favorite celebrities. It will find you the latest articles and read them to you aloud. And they have podcasts as well. Explore trending podcasts from over 50 countries. Our podcast, Woken Free, is there too. Now, let's get into the episode. Tasha. And Khalil. And we are the co-hosts of Woke and Free. Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in to our 257th episode of Woke and Free. If you've been tuning in every week for Woke and Free Wednesday, you know that Woke and Free is all about being real and honest with each other and you. We talk about everything and anything important to us, you, the world, and nothing is off the table. This week, we are doing another author spotlight. Meet Nicole Ashera. Now, before we dive deep into this, this conversation with the art, the author and artist and photographer, Nicole, a couple of things to go over. Have you downloaded this episode on WokenFree.com? So you don't just want to go there and listen, but you definitely want to download it. And you can do so with the Podbean app. If you do that, and then you can put in your comments for Nicole. And if something she talks about really resonates with you, I, I know she would appreciate it. We would appreciate your thoughts, your comments. So definitely make sure you do that. Now, if you listen to podcasts on a device where you can't download additional apps like the Podbean app, then you want to go to WokenFree.com. You go on a listen tab and then pick your platform of choice where you're going to listen to the show at. So we're on iTunes, we're on TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Play, our YouTube channel, subscribe, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Pandora. It's a Woken Free World. So lots of places to listen to, follow, subscribe to us if you don't do so through the Podbean app. Also on WokenFree.com, you can click to subscribe to follow the show through the Podbean app, which is really, really fun. And then on social, you can always find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, Pinterest, and LinkedIn at Woken Free. And if you have 90 seconds, which really isn't a question, more of a declaration, we would love for you to review the show. Uh, We want to know how the show is feeding into your life, what it's making you think about each and every Woken Free Wednesday. So go to WokenFree.com, go on the listen tab, and then pick your platform of choice where you're going to review the show at. And with that, I think it's time to learn a little bit about our guest this week. So Nicole Ashera is an artist, photographer, and poet who uses art to heal. This is an author of inspirational and motivational poetry. Her book, A Life Cycle, A Guide to Healing and Rediscovering Your Life, which was published earlier this year, is really memorable. It's really beautifully written and just a testimony to her own progress, her healing journey, and the healing that can happen in your life. So her goal with her words and art is to break your heart with the raw emotion that her pieces evoke. She hopes you find joy in heartbreak, as she always does. And (laughs) she is also an adventurous and curious spirit that has led her to backpack by herself as a teen across 15 different countries. Nicole was raised by a psychologist 
was a peer counselor from the ages of 11 to 16. She has volunteered with Showing Up for Racial Justice, S-U-R-J, and other grassroots organizations that have synthesized to give her a broad understanding of people's individual struggles and how to capture them in art. She's an intersectional feminist who is focused on social justice, the environment, and criminal justice. She is a multi-talented, multi-fascinated uh, woman and leader, and we are so excited to j- dive into this conversation with Nicole. And now, before we dive into this conversation about you, we like to share a little bit about you and ourselves, but we're going to ask a question. Now, this week, we're going to ask... Would you rather know the exact time and place you'll die or have the option to choose how you will die? 100% choose how I die. 100%, no question. <laughs> I, I with you. I'm right with you, Nicole. <laughs> I, uh, but why, why, why is that the option that's most uh, attractive to you? I mean, I just think... Well, there's two separate veins. One is that no, you shouldn't know everything. There are things that are, I think, make it harder to like live your happiest, most successful life. And I think that could definitely be one of them, knowing when and how you're, you'll die. But also, I really want to die in my sleep. So like, like I really, really want to die in my sleep. So if I could lock that in for me, perfect. Wow, that's crazy that you feel that way too. Because yeah, I do too. I I, um, I don't know if Titanic influenced you, but for me, when I saw that scene, was well, yeah, spoiler alert for people. Um, oh yeah, careful. <laughs> spoiler for it might be new for some people. Yeah, but I really like that. You know, she can go and see Jack again, and and you know, she dropped the diamond in the ocean. Oh hey, nuts. you're giving away I a know, lot. I've given the whole caboose. You don't have to. You don't have to go through the story of Titanic. But uh, yeah, no, there's other parts. Okay. <laughs> but I really was inspired by that, and I agree. Just to like be in your bed and be warm and cuddly, and you know, had a nice good meal hopefully before. I agree. How about you? So, you, so you agreed? Uh, you're I want to choose how I die. Yeah. Oh, uh, it's funny when I thought about the question. I, I thought I would choose the exact time and date, but now thinking about it, it'd be better to choose how I die because I could choose like an easy death like that, Absolutely. just being in the bed or something instead of like a horrific death. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because if you just choose the time and date, you don't know how it would be. It could be, mm-hmm. what if it's gruesome? It's over like two months or something. Mm-hmm. Then that could be mm-hmm. pretty bad. Absolutely. Well, after talking about that, <laughs> let's jump into it. What insights can you share on how art can help us deal with life's changes and discover ourselves? Um, I think that art is a way for us to get in touch with emotions um, that, you know, maybe the pace of daily life doesn't really allow. And so I think that art just naturally becomes very therapeutic in people's life, whether they fully realize it or not. Um, And then I think the more you approach viewing, creating, and participating in art as a process to be in touch with yourself, be in touch with others. Um, you know, it just becomes more healing and therapeutic. 
Perfect. And can you share, you know, we will definitely, we're excited for Welcome Free Nation to, to hear more about your story. So, but from your words, can you share like your own art and healing journey and kind of what brought you to writing a life cycle, a guide to healing and rediscovering yourself? Yeah. So, um, basically I was sexually assaulted when and then I kind of didn't really give myself the space to process it. And then I picked up my life and I moved to another country by myself. And um, I did a lot of traveling. And so it was a year of flux with this background of trauma that I just wasn't allowing myself to fully acknowledge. and. That, you know, went on for a while until it very much went crashing down. And I was like, wow, okay, I can't, I need to stop. Like, there is no other choice than to stop and to sit with this. And so I uh, ran home <laughs> um, and made myself kind of stop daily life as much as possible to really feel everything I was feeling, angry, sad, you know, guilty, whatever, um, and work through it. And during this whole year of the event happening and me running away from it and then eventually processing it, I had my journal with me because I, I have been a writer for six or seven years now. So I always have a journal with me to mostly write poetry in about my experiences and life. And as I was really kind of finishing up a lot of the deep healing process and coming out of my cocoon, I was rereading my journal and I was shocked because I thought, I had I thought I'd written terrible things all year and it was going to be completely useless and then I read it and I was like wow you know this this is the kind of thing that I really needed when I was going through it something that made me feel seen for all the different emotions and not crazy even if I didn't understand why I was feeling them yet so that's how my book came to be I think that's so beautiful. And I've, I've been writing poetry as well since I was six years old. So I thought it was beautifully written. I think you were extremely talented. And, uh, you know, with that, and you, you know, you have different po poetic poses that address like, like mental health or just like mindset and stuff like that. And so I'd love then also for you to elaborate on the importance of how mental health should and, and isn't maybe currently incorporated in, in folks' everyday thoughts, practices, and even content creation. Yeah. Um, I mean, I come from a background where mental health is definitely more talked about. Um, my mom is a psychologist, and so I just kind of grew up knowing a lot more about that. But I also came from a very, like, intellectual family. So being able to fully sit with things was not – was something I had to learn later in life. And I think 
we live in a really, not just fast-paced society, but a society where it's all about output. And, you know, whatever we're doing is supposed to be productive, is supposed to be tangible. And I think we don't recognize how important, you know, intangible things like feelings are in our daily function. You know, like we're, we're very aware of like, oh, so-and-so has a runny nose or a knee injury and how that affects their lives. Obviously, we still could be a lot better about physical disabilities because there is a lot of ableism in the world, but we almost see mental not even problems, but, you know, like struggles, like whether it's like, oh, I need to just kind <laughs> basically, and everyone has emotional reactions and things they need to process, but we see it as, oh, we shouldn't even look in that direction or talk about it until it's like, you're so far gone that you're falling apart. And I think if we just made it more of a habit to check in every day with people and be a little bit more slow down, a little bit more honest. I think everyone's life would be a lot happier and probably more productive. Wow. Okay. Now, what does it truly mean to heal from one's wounds and to find self-love? Um, I mean, I think healing is always a process. You know, the truth of the matter is sometimes you'll be totally fine and you'll re-trigger old wounds. So I don't think, you know, you ever reach a place where you're like, I'm completely healed and perfect and nothing will ever make me insecure or sad or... Un feel unsafe again. Um, and so I think once you start acknowledging that, that like it comes in ebbs and flows, there's a real power that you feel within yourself. And I think it does make it easier to love yourself because you don't see yourself as this perfect being or like that you're trying to reach this destination of perfectness being put together having it all figured out and it makes you know loving yourself in the good moments and the hard moments a lot easier absolutely and as you were like rediscovering you know your thoughts and and then kind of put culminating this to be such a beautiful uh, share with the world did it make it easier to understand your feelings or process your feelings through your poetry or was it just because that is just maybe like the best way you thought based on your journal entries that this would be the best way to help other people process their feelings and thoughts through the book I'd, I'd love for you to go through that well I'm definitely I'm selfish when it comes to my writing. I never try to pretend that I write for anyone other than myself. Um, my motto is kind of, I write solely for myself and whatever I need to express. And then I choose to share things because I think it will connect with other people. Um, 
overall, I, I think sometimes I don't really know what I'm feeling until I have, you know, a pen in my hand and I'm just giving myself permission. And so I think it was just, it wasn't really me being like, okay, this will help me through like the incident. It was more like, I have these feelings, but I don't know what's going on. And so that was kind of the only way I knew how to make it somewhat tangible for me to name or even like to tell my therapist. Like I didn't know how to communicate so much of that until I was able to write some of it down because the feelings felt too immense and abstract, I think. Absolutely. And then with that, uh, and, and, and that, that makes sense. I, I feel, I, I feel you on that. I, I, I think for my own poetry and my own journal writings as well, uh, it's, it's from the perspective of what I need. And then, and then it kind of builds and grows into something different. So then, you know, kind of circling a little bit more back to the, like, for folks struggling or trying to process their, from their own sexual trauma, like, through this experience, I guess, what tips do you have that, you know, lived experience that you could then say, you know, life after for love, for intimacy looks like, what what does that look like for, for, what are your tips regarding that for folks? Tips for getting to that place or what that place looks like? Oh, I guess both. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, let me think. I mean, my biggest tip would probably be to just give yourself permission to feel everything, even if you don't feel like you're justified. Because that was something that took me, I think, really held off my healing processes. You know, feeling I, my personal sexual assault. I was very lucky, and so it was hard for me to admit some of the that I was still affected because I felt I recognized how privileged I was to get out of that situation and other things related to it. And so I think that's a very common narrative with people that are sexually assaulted, especially, is that, you know, it's like, oh, well, it could have been worse or, you know, it could have turned into this horror story documentary and it didn't. Um, so I think, yeah, being able to express that and let yourself learn to not feel guilty for surviving. Survivor's guilt is a big thing. Um, I would say you need to talk about it as much as possible which I know sucks. Like it doesn't get, it never becomes fun or like super easy per se. But the more you can just incorporate it into your daily life of like, you know, the people that you're around being like, hey, this is where I'm at. Like you don't have to share your in-depth story with every person you come in contact with. But, you know, having that kind of event happen into your, in your life, it frames your point of view for years, if not your entire life. And so 
I always found it really important to be like, hey, like, just so you know, like, I was sexually assaulted. Um, and, you know, from there, I it depended how much I got into it with them. But it, it definitely allowed me to feel more comfortable if, like, a situation was triggering to be like, hey, this isn't right for me. Like, I need to – if you could, like, change the subject or – walk me to my car, you know, whatever. And then let's see where, where we end up. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think I learned to really feel comfortable in myself, which I think I didn't really feel fully ever before my sexual assault. So it was so transformative that it wasn't like, a, oh, oh, I feel like I'm back to my old self. I really just worked to get such a sense of safety in my own body that nowadays I just know that nothing can shake me because I know at the end of the day that this is my body you know, no one can ever take that away from me. Like, even if God forbid, like I had a similar experience again, it's like they couldn't take that away from me. Um, and that kind of mindset and being in that space, I think just makes me much more comfortable in any kind of intimate scenario, dating, falling in love. Like I just have such a sense of security and love for myself, um, that it makes the rest really easy in a way that I didn't expect. So yeah, thank you for being so open and honest with us. What are the biggest takeaways you want Woken Free Nation to get from reading your book, A Life Cycle, A Guide to Healing and Rediscovering Yourself? Well, I think the biggest thing is that even though I did talk a lot about sexual assault and trauma-related things, you know, the book isn't just for that kind of experience. I think the thing I find really important about this book is that it sits with you wherever you're at. And, you know, some people have not had those experiences and right now they're just moving to a new city and that's scary and confusing and, you know, it can make you question things. And this book can also meet you there and help you walk through that process to find stable footing again and find confidence in yourself and joy. So it really is for anyone at any point in their life though you know if you're experiencing trauma i definitely think this book will resonate um incredibly deeply absolutely totally agree and and thank you for saying that because sometimes people <laughs> struggle to like connect the dots that like oh like i could yeah like this applies to other scenarios and and you know this can fortify you and strengthen you in other types of experiences and uh you know uh, i think i we definitely recommend that woke free nation pick up the book read it review it we and uh and and share your thoughts and make and make sure you share this episode so with that uh, 
number one out of our minds is what after speaking with you is how can Woken Free Nation support you and what comes next for you uh, as an author, as a, a, you know, as a person who's here to share their beautiful and, and compelling story. Yeah. What comes next? What comes next? Um, I mean, so I'm also, I, I do a lot of creative things. And so since this book has been birthed, as my therapist likes to put it, um, I've really been reconnecting with more of my photography and creative direction, which um, all of all of my stuff that I produce as an artist really follows the same theme of trying to connect people to intimate feelings and emotions, both good and bad. Um, and so, you know, if what's next is probably doing more visual related stuff while my book is out there kind of finding its audience and sitting with people in ways that I can't control. Um, so yeah, if you want to see any of my work, both my book or my paintings or my photography, uh, you can check out my website, nicoleashira.com. Perfect. And would, I mean, after you were, as you were going through that, I was also thinking like, would you ever ex consider exploring like docu the documentary sp space? Because I think there's a lot of folks who, you know, have experiences that they feel like, you know, it's hard to talk about, but they're healing and they want to make sure other people know that they're tied to, to X, Y, Z, you know, what, whatever the trauma or the experience is. What, what are your thoughts on that? I've honestly never fully thought about going into documentary work specifically. Um, I've always been really interested in like photojournalism especially when I travel. Um, I like to travel for long periods of time. So like, I love the idea of, you know, staying with a community and getting to know them and telling their story through photos. Um, so I could definitely see doing it with documentaries. I think, you know, the more we can connect people and show them that, you know, different physical experiences often breed, you know, similar emotional experiences. Um, it can, I just like the fact that it makes us feel so much more connected and acknowledged in our own journeys. So yes. Sounds <laughs> awesome. Cool. If anyone wants to hire me. <laughs> Love it. Thank you. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for being so honest and so open. Uh, Woken Free Nation is, is going to be better from it. And I and we definitely are better from reading your book. So thank you again for sharing your story and coming on here and uh, allowing people to know and, and, and fall in love more with the, the body of work that you're that you're sharing with the world. Thank you so much for having me. Looks like we are at that time again. It is the coming to the end of our 257th episode of Woken. How delectable. <laughs> Quite the conversation. Having another author spotlight called Meet Nicole Ashera. So with that, Khalil, what do folks need to do? 
they should come back next week for the new Woken Free Wednesday episode. Make sure you follow us on social media to follow along in the conversation, and make sure you tune in next week for Woken Free Wednesday to join the conversation at WokenFree.com. If you're interested in having your story shared on the show as well, the best way to do that is to hit us up on our contact us page at WokenFree.com. That's W-O-K-E-N-F-R-E-E.com. Now we are pretty much at capacity for the rest of this year regarding interviews. You know, we, we, we shall see. We're always willing to be convinced otherwise. But typically, we are now looking for 2023 booking. So just keep that in mind when you hit us up. On social, again, if you want to find us, you'll always find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, and Pinterest at LinkedIn. And then at LinkedIn. <laughs> and LinkedIn at WokenFree.com. And... <laughs> Uh, definitely for all sponsorship and uh, collaboration queries, which we know you have. You have some things that you'd like to discuss with us. Again, best places are contact us page at WokenFree.com. If you didn't already subscribe, please do share the episode and make sure you come back to join the conversation every Wednesday for Woken Free Wednesdays. Remember, Woken Free is more than a podcast. It is a way of life. Until next time.